Welcome to Gas Pains. Thanks to Biden and the radical left, the Russia-Ukraine conflict has sent already high gas prices soaring. Good afternoon, I'm Mike Boyd. The Russia-Ukraine conflict is not an easy one to figure out. Most Americans are under the impression that if Russia wanted to, they could just basically annihilate Ukraine. But for reasons that will remain a puzzle for now, they seem to be prolonging the inevitable. Winston Churchill defined Russia as a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma. No one's quite sure what Russia's endgame is in the Ukraine. They win some battles easily and have taken some big losses in some others. So far, the biggest consequence of the war for Americans has been the steep increase in gas prices to go with the already steep ones since Biden took office. As is often the case in world conflicts, the price of natural gas and crude go up. Crude oil is above the critical $100 a barrel price. That's five times higher than it, than it cost during the Trump presidency. Prices at most pumps have gone up nearly $2 a gallon, a tax that the ruling elite can absorb. But what about the underclass? Our poorest citizens often have to commute to the farthest to get to work. On average, it means a $2,500 hit by the end of the year. In addition, natural gas prices have almost doubled since Biden took office. Biden and his like-minded lackeys are so beholden to the climate activist wing in the Democratic Party that they refuse to see the gathering gloom ahead of them. Inflation, which to a great degree hinges on fuel prices, is the top reason given by voters for Biden's abysmal polling numbers. From canceling major pipeline projects via executive order to refusing to schedule and hold court-ordered federal lease sales to the implementation of an array of onerous new regulations at the Interior Department and the EPA, this administration has been waging war on the U.S. oil industry since literally the day it took office. We've chronicled Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm's disdain for the average American when she laughed at a reporter's questions about reopening the Keystone Pipeline in the U.S. once prices started to rise. She basically was saying that it was the Saudis' fault, not the fact that the Keystone Pipeline was turned off during Biden's first day in office. And just yesterday, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg was asked why he can't turn the Keystone spigot back on, at least while the conflict lasts. He said it would be, quote, galloping after permanent solutions to immediate short-term problems. And then he comes clean. The president has laid policies that are going to help cushion the impacts, Buttigieg says, of any volatility in energy markets in the future by building up a more diversified and homegrown energy base for this country. That's obviously code for renewable energy, which to date is not cheaper and definitely not more reliable. Besides opening up closed pipelines, there are many options the administration is refraining from considering. For reasons that can only be traced back to the hippie days of the progressive elite, think Bernie Sanders and Tom Steyer, the Democrats will not allow the construction of new nuclear energy plants. Nuclear is the cheapest, and like wind and solar, it has no emissions. But unlike wind and solar, it provides consistent, dependable power. As for safety, it almost requires deliberate intentions to mess one up. 
as there are redundancies on top of redundancies to prevent anything going wrong. In reality, the nuclear waste everyone worries about are spent fuel rods. All of the used fuel rods from U.S. nuclear plants can fit on a football field stacked just 50 feet high. That ought to be some, there ought to be some place in America where we can dispose of them. Wind and solar generate energy for just a fraction of the year, about 30%, which is why when they are not producing, they are mostly replaced by fossil fuels, coal and natural gas. Something even some anti-nuclear groups are starting to acknowledge. That brings us back to fossil fuels. I've said numerous times that most Americans have a conservation ethic. For some, electric vehicles work, and for some, they don't. By stubbornly trying to limit the supply of domestic gasoline, causing a huge increase in the price, just to promote an EV-only utopia is both unfair and unrealistic. Unfair because there are millions of Americans who either can't afford a new EV or whose situation does not work with the limited range of EVs. And unrealistic because many of today's supply chains are dominated by China, which is not exactly our closest friend. China, for instance, currently controls 80% of the lithium battery supply chains. Biden's pig-headed approach will not only cause Americans to spend more than they need to for gas, but it will likely be the determining factor in the Democrats', Democrats demise come November. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Boyd, and this is I've Had It.